We learn in this episode that San Francisco is abandoned and under military occupation. Fun fact, the scenes the 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 scenes in San Francisco mm-hmm. were practical and filmed on location. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding, but San Francisco is a <laughs> San Francisco's a shithole. <laughs> it's a shit show, man. All you got to do is look it up on YouTube. Oh yeah. You looking for turds in the street? Go to San Francisco. San Francisco zombie land. You're listening to FNA Presents Boom Shakalaka. I'm Fred. I'm Adrian. And we're, we're FNA. FNA. If this is your first time here, welcome. And don't forget to drop us a line in the comments and reviews. Because that's what helps us continue to do what we do. When we do it, and we've been doing it. <laughs> we've been doing it all week. We've been doing it all month. We're on a fucking roll. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Feels like we were just here the other day. Because we were. We were here the other day. Yes, we were. Because we were procrastinating, mm-hmm. which I am an absolute master at. Oh, but I love you. I am a master procrastinator. Yep, absolutely. But it's all right. I procrastinate as well. We get through it. Yeah. When it, when it comes down to the nitty gritty, we make it happen. We ying and we yang. Okay. Yep. I like it. <laughs> sure. Oh, what boy. a crazy week it's been. I would say I personally have had a week. It's Sunday. Uh, I've had a weekend from hell, man. That's all I can say. It's been a bad weekend for me. Yeah, I know. You didn't really get much sleep. No, I did not. No. Last night it was the first night. Well, you guys know I work from home part time. Friday, um, my work, you know, I'm supposed to be on call, and it, on call is you know after hour service. Typically, on call is specifically emergencies, mm-hmm. but over the past few months, it's not been that. It has been basically an extension of the office. It's been everything. It's been everything. Yep. I answer more phone calls that should be dealt with during normal business hours. And not only, you know, normal business hours, you know, it's normal business hours are are Monday through Friday. So I'm, I'm answering those calls and then I'm getting random phone calls that from employees. Yeah. From, from employees like that should, should know. Should know. I mean, it's common sense crap, mm-hmm. you know. Anyways, don't um, worry, we're being we're being kind of vague on for a reason here. Obviously, we don't want to name drop anybody, no. your companies, or anything like Mm-mm. that. So. No, I don't want to do that. Bottom line is, um, I started at four thirty in the afternoon, and I you don't... didn't get to bed till like ten a.m. the next day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I it, my my phone was just non-stop, mm-hmm. and like I said, when it gets so like it's been bad the past few months, it's to the point now where typically when I know I have to work, 
I have to make sure I either have leftovers for dinner or we have to order pizza or I have to pick up something quick because I do not even have time to make dinner. Well, I've noticed here and probably over the last month, you typically do try and plan ahead and yeah. have some type of like a dinner plan yeah. ready to go. And, for example, you were going to make chicken. You were yeah. like a Chinese chicken the other day. Yeah, it's which not hard to make. really good, by the way. Yeah. Um, but you just, you didn't have the time. No. I, I mean, obviously, your husband could probably step it up a notch and help out here and there. But hey, you were working as well. Like, not in the evening, but it's it's just the mere fact of it. it's a simple dinner. And I didn't even have time to just do that. Right. It was pretty hectic. It was bad. And then, like I said, that night, I didn't even get a shower until it was after midnight that I got a fucking shower. Mm-hmm. I was so mad. I was so mad. And, yeah, I, I just, it, it was a rough one. And, like I said, it's it's been this way for the past few months. So, um, shit's, shit's got to change. That's all I can say. And there's a few things that you've started the process on, and mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see what happens. I think you have a pretty good case in the in the matter. Yeah, yeah. And not mean, not to mention you have a little solidarity on your side yeah. with your your coworkers. So yeah, there's that only al- the yeah, there's only three of us. That that yep. always helps. So yep, the other two are we're all on the same page, and uh, so it's pretty pretty good that what, we're a little happier note. I got a I got a yeah. new phone this week. There you go. <laughs> By accident, kind of. Yeah. I wasn't shopping for a new phone. It was weird. I woke up, uh, what was it, Wednesday or Thursday morning, mm-hmm. and my phone, like, I was I was sitting there doing my morning business, yeah. watching a couple videos, and I noticed that the volume was extremely low. Yeah. Like okay. Bad, bad. And normally, my volume's kind of low from dirty speakers, mm-hmm. right? I work construction, so things get dusty, and I have a... I have, like, a, a soft bristle toothbrush that I use mm-hmm. to clean the speakers out now and then, you know? And it works normally. And typically that works. But, I mean, it was, like, super low. And after a little bit of investigating, I found out that there was no sound coming out of the bottom speakers. Yep. All the sound was coming out of the ear speaker. Yeah. And I'm like, this this ain't right. And then nope. not to mention, it shouldn't be that loud coming out of the ear speaker. No. Right? No. So I go to Verizon, our local Verizon store, and instantly, as soon as I mentioned what what I had going on, instantly they went into their upgrade spiel. Oh, of course. You know, this phone, your your phone is acting up. Why don't we upgrade you to something new? And I I asked him, what's that going to run me? Because it's never a free upgrade. And he says, Mm -hmm. well, it'd probably come out to about 150, 200 bucks because you got to pay for taxes, transfer fees. And whatever fine print that they have in the contract, right? Yeah. I said, Christmas look, time. I, I'm not looking to upgrade my phone. I have an iPhone 12. Yeah. Um, it's the Pro Max. It's a great phone. What do right? I have? You have the same one as me. Just, I, was, I think you have the 64 gig and I yeah. have the 128. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's a great phone. There's, I love my phone. There's no reason for me to upgrade yet. Nope. There's I don't need no to. new features that they have implemented. That I need. Yeah, I don't right? need nothing new. Nope. So, long story short, they set me up with a repair appointment at our local Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Take my phone up there. I get in line. I sit there. Finally meet with this guy, and he takes the phone. And he runs his little diagnostics or whatever, and found 
ding-dong that the speakers were bad. He goes, I read oh. the diagnostics that came back that the speakers were bad. I wanted to say no shit, Sherlock, but I did it. I refrained. <laughs> Why do you think I'm here? Said, Why am I here? <laughs> anyway, he says, uh, you know, they don't have the parts. They're going to have to order the parts, new speakers or whatnot, and they'll give me a call. Fast forward to Friday. It was mm-hmm. Friday evening after 8 o'clock. Yep. I missed the phone call because I obviously couldn't hear it. Yeah. Right? But they left a message. And it it popped up. I had my phone in front of me. It popped up immediately. I got this voicemail. I listened to the voicemail. It was the guy from Best Buy. He says my parts are there to give them a call at my earliest convenience. hmm The timestamp on this voicemail was no more than maybe three minutes. Yeah. Till until I actually made my phone call. Mm-hmm. Called the number he left. Mind you, he didn't leave an extension. So it sent me to some call center. Oh, uh, jeez. And there was some gentleman on the other end that hardly spoke any English. I love but, that. But he seemed to know what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, I just missed a call from so-and-so about mm-hmm. parts for my phone. He's over in Geek Squad. I would like to speak with him. He says, yeah, no problem. Let me put you on hold. I am not exaggerating. I sat on hold for at least 20 minutes until, like, you, there was a noticeable change in the audio quality. Yeah. Which tells me that I went from one holding system to another holding system. Exactly. Yeah, you can almost hear, like, the click. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, now I'm on this new holding system, and then all of a sudden, I swear it was the same guy that answered the phone, only this time... He acted like I had he had no idea what I was talking about, didn't oh know who God. I was talking about, and told me that this was a call center. It wasn't the actual store. So I'm thinking, you know what? I'll call him in the morning. Yeah. Right? Maybe they're closing up. I'm not sure what the store hours were. Mm-hmm. I think they close at nine. Yeah, this was what Friday. This right? was Friday night. Yeah. So Saturday morning I get up and I try and call twice. Both times, I was unsuccessful. I couldn't mm-hmm. get through. I was dealing with the same shit, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drive up there. Yep. In fact, this was on Friday, okay? Mm-hmm. This was on Friday because I was going to head up there, and then I got a an ER call That's right. That's right. And yep. I, I was on call. I got an ER call, so obviously I had to go take care of that first. Went yep. and took care of my work. No problem. Got that done. Shot out the Best Buy, got in line, and the guy asked me, why didn't you just call to make an appointment? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? (laughs) I did call. But I was transferred to a completely different country. I called multiple times. Yeah, I'm telling you. I didn't yell at him. No, I I didn't yell at him. I promise. But I guarantee you, you probably got transferred to a call center. In this Bangladesh is, somewhere. Exactly. No offense to anybody, but that's typically what happens. Right. So anyway, he uh the guy the guy that worked with me was good. Mm-hmm. He he assisted me immediately. I don't know if I skipped lines or what, but he took me um, like right away. Probably because he knew you were pissed off. I probably well, I have that resting dickhead face. You do as it is. You do. You know? Yep. So resting prick face. And he he was a younger younger guy. <laughs> but he took my phone into the back. 
And let me, I'm going to wrap this up real quick. It was about two hours. Yeah. Right? Two hours goes by. I relink up with the dude, and he's like, I got some good news, bad news. I'm like, oh, okay, what what do we got going on? Yep. He, he brings it. I don't know why he was being so suspenseful about the whole thing. Yeah. You know? But he like he's being very vague on revealing information. Oh, my but God. But he brings this box out. He sets the box down. Then he sets down a screen protector, which I'm, I'm assuming is the screen protector for my phone. Yeah. That was just completely demolished. It looked like somebody drove over this thing with a Mack truck. Oh, okay? my God. And he says to me, I had a little trouble getting the old screen off. <gasps> that they re-ran diagnostics and they found that, and this is weird, the bottom speakers were bad. And those can be changed. But it also came back that the ear speaker was bad, and in order to change that, you have to change the entire screen. Okay. It doesn't make sense to me, but technology, they have things daisy-chained in a certain way. Who knows? Yeah, whatever. So, excuse me. He, He went to change the screen, and I guess he, he just ended up fucking demolishing my original phone. For the most part. And in order to fully correct the situation, they got me a a brand new phone. Same model. Same model. Same make. Same model. iPhone 12. Yada, yada. Yep. But new. Brand new. Brand new. And he hooked me up. He did all the data transfer and everything right then and there. Mm -hmm. Which I think I need to clean my phone out because that took another hour. Oh, boy. I got a lot of shit on my phone. Yes, you do. Right. Yep. But, uh, yeah, got a new phone this week. It's pretty sweet. And you got it for free. And I got it for free. Nice. That's awesome. Um, At least you had a better weekend. Yeah, you know, we, we, we all have our ups and downs. Oh, I know, you know. You know, you know, better than anybody else. I have some rough ones myself. Oh, I know you do. I know. And even everybody out there, you know, we all have bad days. Yep. But unfortunately, I I feel that mine, I fear that mine's going to continue into, because I work tomorrow. Mm. Tomorrow evening. Fine. (laughs) I'm fucked. It's all good. It's all good. No worries. You'll get through it. You're strong. I know I am. I know. So, um, this is kind of... Not our typical thing to talk about here, but I found it kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You remember Corridor Crew, the visual effects guys? Yes, I watched yes, their yes. their videos from time to time. Yep, and it was kind of out of place for them too. It's not what Jeez. they typically cover, but mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse is about to hit the public domain. Yeah, you you're mentioning this to me. But I can't really remember everything. About yeah, it. it's kind of wild. Um, I guess back in the nineties, the original copyright mm-hmm. for Mickey Mouse had come to its end. Okay, and Disney had filed for a copyright extension. Yeah. All right. Which extended the copyright for said characters, not just Mickey Mouse, but other Disney characters for a set amount of time. Okay. Those extensions are set to expire over the next few years. Mm-hmm. And from the reports that I'm seeing, Disney's letting them go. 
Oh, shit. Disney's not looking to put a new extension on these. Disney's going to let these go out into the to the to public. the public domain. Oh, wow. So, uh, I'm going to put a link in the description. Mm-hmm. All right, that will link you to this video from Corridor Crew. And it's the their their uh, the one guy that's on the crew, it's actually their lawyer as well. Okay. And he kind of explains the more legal aspects of this entire thing. The legal mumbo jumbo. Right. And there's a lot. So, like, for example, it's not Mickey Mouse in general. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, you know, every single version of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. It is a very particular variant of Mickey Mouse, okay. which is the first iteration of Mickey Mouse, Steamboat mm-hmm. Willie. Yes. We've all seen the, the classic cartoon, the black and white cartoon, Steamboat Willie. Yeah. He whistles. I can't whistle that great. So. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. So, um, like I said, the, the Steamboat Steamboat Willie version of the character is set to hit the public domain on the 30, or actually the 1st of January, 2024. Oh, wow. Followed by, in the next few years, we're going to have, remember Pluto? Mm -hmm. Pluto will be in 2026. Goofy will be in 2028. And Donald Duck in 2030. Wow. Plus, there's a couple other variants of Mickey Mouse and these characters. Variants. Variants in, in there. I mean, that's what they are. I know, I know. It's and um, like I said, it's not as cut as dry as, as this may seem. There's multiple variants of the character, each with their own copyright and their own extensions. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect a Mickey Mouse horror film just yet. <laughs> All right. Well, that's you what know, happened. That's what happened with Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Yep. Just that's right. what two, three years ago, Winnie the Pooh hit public domain, and, and within made, a year, yeah, they made they made a horror movie. Yeah, he was just slaughtering fucking kids. Insanity. 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 Pretty wild. Speaking of insanity, you know what's been going on with Jonathan Majors? I teased this. On my most recent headlines episode on Friday, mm-hmm. I did an end of the week report mm-hmm. where I was going to do an end of the week re- end of the week report. Say that and you fast. you've been trying to help me out on behind the scenes here because yeah. there's a lot to do. And you wrote me an article I did. for the Jonathan Majors report mm-hmm. that was way too long. <laughs> I'm not gonna read the entire article here. It was no. it was too long for the format that I was doing at the time. I summarized it and yep. I promised everybody that you would have a much more detailed report for the podcast. Yeah. So Oh boy. All right. Where to start? Where to start? Well, this week, Grace Jabari, his ex, she's mm-hmm. the one that is bringing the charges against him. So, she took the stand, I believe it was on Monday, and Friday was her last, so she was on... Throughout the week. Yeah, she was all week. Uh, They had one other witness before her, but he wasn't really anything to write home about. Okay. Um, She was the big news, you know. Right. And, of course, you know, it was, first she had her direct, which it was her team, the prosecution, that was, you know, questioning her and... Uh, well, basically letting her tell the story. Mm-hmm. So then when Cross came up, cross-examination from Major's team, the defendant, um, his lawyer, uh, Chaudhry, was drilling her a good bit. Okay. At one point, the judge actually 
was uh, <laughs> it seemed like uh, it, they were getting a little like pissy and telling Major's lawyer, hey, you need to move on. Because I guess she was grilling Jabari a few times. Okay. Uh, she brought up Jabari's ex-boyfriend who ended up um, ceasing to exist. He, you know, ended his life, I guess. It, it, yeah, back a few years. Gotcha. You know, years, years ago. And that upset her. And for some reason, I don't understand why she had to bring that up, but... I don't know. Maybe she was just trying to make a case, her case better. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Um, on Thursday, Major's attorney, she ended up playing some videos to, like, debunk and try to catch Jabari in some lies and inconsistencies and everything. Okay. So some of the videos that she played were from the surve- surveillance cams in um, the nightclubs because I've seen a few of these after you know Jabari claims that you know she allegedly that Majors was allegedly hitting her and Mm -hmm. everything but Chaudhry Majors lawyer was you know questioner. her okay well if you were being allegedly abused why did you meet up with strangers on the street and here you are in this video meeting up with them then you go to a nightclub with them you claim that your finger was fractured on your right hand. Mm-hmm. And you said that, you know, oh, it hurt and it, and you had to ice it. And at first it didn't hurt. And then eventually it did hurt. And, like, Jabari was going back and forth about it. Um, and so, you know, of course she's being questioned about it. So they showed surveillance cams showing Jabari in the nightclubs. And she's using her right hand a hell of a lot in those in the uh, the footage mm-hmm. that was shown, I've seen that she's putting her hair up in in a ponytail. I mean, I've never fractured my finger, but I've stoved it where I thought I fractured or broke it. I could not move my hand because it hurt that bad. Well, as you know, with my day job, mm-hmm. I have injured my hands multiple times. Oh yeah, and yeah, it makes it very difficult to do certain activities when you have a damaged hand. Exactly. Exactly. And then on top of that, you know, she's saying, uh, here you are, you know, you're you're buying champagne, bottles of champagne for, you know, mm-hmm. your your new friends, I guess you can call them. And then also it it showed her at one point uh, she was standing outside with these strangers and you actually see majors walking, Jonathan majors walking by. Mm-hmm. So what does she do? She chases after him. I guess she and I seen that he tried. He was he seen her like he was walking up the street. Yeah, this is my observation. Jonathan Majors is walking up the street, just kind of beeline like tunnel vision straight ahead. Yeah, and as he passed Jabari, mm-hmm. he noticed her standing there. And as soon as he noticed her standing there, yep, he do- he picked up his pace. Like yeah. he went into a double time. Yes, for those from in the military. He double-timed it yeah. out of there. I yeah. did notice that. Yeah, because when this alleged abuse was happening in the vehicle, you know, when he got out of the vehicle, she chased him for, like, block after, like, 15 blocks or 20 blocks, they said, something like that. That's a really far. On top of that. <laughs> do, you they, know how, do you know how big a city block is? Yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's a lot. 20 blocks is like a fucking marathon. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so not only that. I believe um, I said this in our last 
podcast. I can't remember, but I'll repeat it again. Um, 32 times she texted Majors. Then uh, she goes back to the hotel. Or not the hotel, I'm sorry. uh, Their apartment that they were sharing at the time. Mm -hmm. He came home the next morning, finds her half naked, laying on the floor in his closet. And she took some sleeping pills so of course he called nine one one because he's well, like, oh she, shit. Th- she stated that she only took two. Two. That's okay. what she stated. But he said, you know, that she told him that she he thought basically she was trying to right. unalive herself. You're right. You know. Right. So yeah, he got freaked out and he called nine one one. They also showed the police body cam footage on Thursday. And it shows Jabari telling the police that she can't remember how she got injured. She doesn't remember that, you know, all this other crap. So, of course, a lot of back and forth. What about the audio recording that they released this week? Are you talking about, I was just about to say, on Friday is the big kicker. Is the big thing that makes majors look really bad. Okay, and you're about to get into this? It's the text messages. Okay. Yes, okay. Well, hold on. Before you get into that, are you talking about the the, where he is? He's making statements that he is a great man. Yes, and that Jabari should be more like Michelle Obama and um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife. What was her name? Natalie Ken Cole. Yeah, something Ken Cole. Yeah, something like that. I believe. Yeah, I, I remember we were talking about that in the last episode. I believe, but. It wasn't anything major. It was just that it was, yeah, it was an audio recording, and he was basically telling Jabari, hey, I've worked my ass off to get where I'm at. Behind every great man is a great woman. Coretta Scott King. (laughs) Wow. Samsonite. Samsonite. We were way off. Anyways, um, yeah, he, that's, that was the gist of the conversation that, Behind every great man is a great woman because okay. his uh, his attorney, Chaudhary, was questioning her about her alcohol abuse. Okay, but the prosecution was trying to... Make it sound like, hey, I want you to change. Right. You need to be better. All this other shit. Yeah. Okay. But even at that, though, I mean, it's not a crime to be a narcissist, right? Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's not illegal to no. think highly of yourself. And, it's not illegal. I mean, it could be... Or a, to request a change from somebody else. Yeah, you could sound like a, a dick, but right. it doesn't make you a, a bad, like, a, a, a abuser. Gotcha. You know? So, that wasn't even the, the big thing. The big thing was, news broke on Friday. The court, I guess, unsealed... This new evidence, and okay. this was from about six months ago. Okay. Okay. These are text messages that I guess um, it shows Jonathan Majors begged his former girlfriend not to seek medical atten- attention after an incident that left her with a head injury. Okay. Now, this is from last year. And in, yeah, this is this is before before he was the arrested. March, yeah, so I'm sorry, not six months ago. Yeah, this was before the March. It was about incident. a year ago, about six months prior to his arrest. That's in, what it was. Spring. Six months prior. Okay, you're right. yeah, you're you're right. Um, so, anyways, yes, 
He is begging her, you know, not to seek medical attention. Um, and warning she had no perspective of, you know, what could happen if the truth got out. And so he tells her in one of the text messages, quote, they will ask you questions and I don't and as I don't think you actually protect us, it could lead to an investigation even if you do lie and they suspect something. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jabari then tells him in the text messages, quote, why would I tell them what really happened when it's clear I want to be with you? Okay. <laughs> it, th- this doesn't sound very good at all. No, no, For John no, Majors. No. Please continue. Okay. Um, so the, the messages, they're going back and forth, and they didn't release everything, but it, it, it's shown in one part of the message. She's, she's telling him, I love you. I would never, you know, get you in trouble and this and that. And she tells him, I would not go to the doctor if you don't feel safe with me doing so. But she told him that she went because she was unable to sleep and she needed a stronger painkiller because her recent head injury. Like she was in Mm -hmm. so much pain that she needed better. And that's why the defense is going after her addiction. Yes. Gotcha. Absolutely. Because if they can link that she is addicted to pain medication, then they can... Turn that into well. She was just seeking medical attention for the medic for the medicine, right? Yes. For the meds, for the for the biscuits. Yeah, but then later, and this is the the last of the conversation that was brought up. Okay, um, Majors it accuses Jabari of quote rejecting his love, and then he repeatedly threatens to take his own life. Oh wow! Okay, quote he writes quote I'm a monster, a horrible man. I am killing myself soon. I've already put things in motion. End quote. And Jonathan Majors, it's confirmed that he texted this. This is the, this is in the same conversation of the in, text the, in the text message conversation yes. that they just released. Yes, as evidence in court. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that doesn't sound real good. At that time, Majors and Jabari were living together in London, as the actor filmed the second season. Of Loki. Oh, wow. So all this took place as... They both... They were both... Well, obviously, Jonathan Majors plays Kang Mm -hmm. in the MCU. And didn't she work on Quantumania as well? Yeah, she was working on Ant-Man. I know she's a model, too, I think. Okay. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Like, I think she's, you know, part of, like, the crew or whatever. Right. Uh, I know she's not an actress. Okay. But I believe she's a model and... um, yeah, all I could say is it's not looking good for majors in, in that part. And like I said, I believe the evidence, yes, everybody is innocent until proven guilty. Yes, 100%. However. But. However. <laughs> but. Uh, listen, if she's lying, she's a she's a, a bitch. She's a dirtbag. If he's lying, he's a dick. He's a dirtbag. If he, in fact, abused her. He deserves to go to jail, period. If she's found that she's lying and she put him through all this shit, she deserves to be punished as well. Mm. So I agree. 
Um, Only now, time will tell. When they when they closed up for the week on Friday, she was done on the stand. Do you know if they're still on schedule? Is there still a week left of this trial? As far as yeah, everything's still right on track. Everything's still on schedule. For yes. one more week. One so more week. Next week's episode, we're gonna know whether or not Jonathan Majors is guilty or not guilty. Yeah. Which will also tell us on whether or not he's going to be well, king. Well, I was just about to say, let's not promise because you never know. You know how court can be. Right now we're on track, but let's. Who's no, to say? I get that. that you know, I get that. Regardless, oh, well, we next week, another rega- week. Regardless, <laughs> we're going to know more for sure. We'll have an update. And I would guess that since Jabari was on the stand this week, um, Majors, Majors is going to be on the stand. It'll be the the, the defense's this turn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be the defense's turn this week. So. Okay, well, things are heating up. Oh yeah, getting getting a little juicy. Yeah, yeah. And I can see, I can see now why Majors' team wanted to keep this stuff under wraps. Yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely, it doesn't look good. No, not at all. But a lot of people, and I'm with, you know, a, a lot of people talking about they wish that it was televised like the Depp v. Heard trial mm-hmm. because yeah you can read about this and you could see the stories on the news but it's completely different perspective when you're watching it because when you're watching it you get to see the people's you know the witnesses facial expressions their body language that says a lot Absolutely. it says a lot like the minute Heard got on that stand I knew she was bullshitting out her ass she, you could well, just. That's also, that's also part of the reason I believe that Depp and his team pushed for oh, a, a public trial. Correct? Yeah, he was they married wanted, to the. They woman. wanted the world to see. He was married to the woman. He knew how she was. He knew how deceptive and manipulative she could be, and how, just how mentally screwed up well, she could. You be. heard recently she's going after Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers and Aquaman 2 yep. stating that Jason Momoa mm-hmm. was dressing like Johnny Depp just to intimidate her. Yeah, and wearing rings just like Okay, him but and... correct no. me if I'm wrong, isn't that Jason Momoa's style? I was like he just, just he's, about to say that. He's yep. a bohemian rhapsody just like fucking Johnny Depp exactly. is. Exactly. They wear that you know, the the scarves and, like, the hippie type of yeah. clothing. I dig it, by the way. I yeah. totally... That should be my style. I'm not rich enough yet. I know. But <laughs> seriously. I want scarves, damn it. I want big, gaudy, chunky I rings. want scarves and rings. Yeah. yeah. It's it's insane. But, hey, you know what? Let her talk out her ass because nobody believes her. So, yeah. whatever. So, we uh, we were getting caught up on some shows here this morning. Oh, yeah. Okay, we watched, uh, we finally watched the fifth episode, or, yeah, the fourth and fifth episode of Monarch. Well, which, we watched the fifth one yeah, this morning, yeah. Yeah, we watched fourth one last week, so we're going to have a double episode on that. But then afterwards, finally, <laughs> we watched the first episode this morning, and I've been trying to get you to watch this show for over a year now. And I mean, I, I know. I'm also, I've been ready for a rewatch myself. Yeah. And since I've seen it already, I'm not going to really talk about it. Did okay. you even tell them? I'm, the get, I'm fucking getting there, dude. <laughs> Screwing up my segment here. Sorry. 
I'm not going to talk about it until you're caught up. And then once you're all caught up on the series, we'll do a full breakdown. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But until then, what did you think of the first episode of Severance? Severance. On Apple TV. I. <laughs> you impatient fucker. <laughs> you love me. I do. Okay. Um, I, I'm definitely intrigued. And yes, I am looking forward to watching <laughs> more of it because, yeah, I, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? It's crazy. Like, first of all, for the audience out there that's listening, if you don't know what Severance is about, it's about, okay, on IMDb, okay, okay. for... This is the synopsis that they just have. Just so you know, the first episode do, kind of does this to your brain where you're just like, eh, uh, I mean, yeah. just like, what is, what the, what's going, what happened? Exactly. 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 What the fuck's going on? Okay. Synopsis on IMDb for Severance. <laughs> Mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and personal lives. When a mysterious colleague appears outside, outside of work, work it, it begins, begins a journey, journey to, to discover, discover the their truth about, about their jobs. jobs. So, yeah, they willingly, at their place of employment, said, yeah, I will participate and I will let you surgically do something to my brain that only makes me remember my work when I step foot into this elevator. And then when I step foot out of the elevator, I know nothing about my job. I know nothing about what the hell I do. I don't remember anything. Because once they step foot in into their job, they know nothing about their personal lives. Right. They don't remember their, their fam if they have a family. You notice when... Uh, the one the one of the leads in this series is yeah. Adam Scott. He yes. plays uh, Mark. Yes, and he goes to a locker room. This is in the first episode. He goes mm -hmm. to a locker room to change his outfit. He takes his jacket off, changes his shoes. He takes his boots off, puts on dress shoes. He even changes his watch. Yeah, takes off his personal watch and puts on his work watch. Yeah, and the ID badges. He has an ID badge that doesn't have anything on it. No, it's no. just a blue card. Yep. And the first episode really fills you with a lot of questions. Well, yeah. When it first opens, it shows another main character. Mm -hmm. um, will they call her Helly? But yes, uh, it's Brit. Is it Helly? Is it Helly or Ellie? No, Helly with Hallie. an H. Okay. Helly R, I believe. And and she's played by Britt Lower. Yeah, I was just getting to that. Okay, Brit my Lower. bad. See? See? How, how do you like it? Oh, the, in, the impatience. Fucker. <laughs> the impatience. Yeah. Well, what got Fort. me what got me was I mean, that was the opening scene and she's and he's asking her on the intercom, "Who are you?" Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Okay, just tell me your name." She couldn't even remember her name. Or how about the last question? Yeah. Tell me the color of your mother's eyes. And she started freaking out. She's yeah. like, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That would be scary as shit. She couldn't answer any of these questions except for what? Being able to name one state. One state in the United States. She couldn't tell them where, what state she was from, but she could name a state. Yep. And when Adam Scott's character walked into the room, he said, 
you got a perfect score. Yeah. And then and then she she ended up asking him like, "Do I even have a family?" Like I know. Like that's fucking crazy. And then at one point when they were done with work and they don't remember anything about inside, he almost like hits her and, and they look at each other like strangers. Yep. Like oh, insanity. You wait. you wait. I was like, "Holy shit." Oh, and and the craziest thing that got me Spoilers? Yeah. Okay. Okay, the craziest thing that got me was Patricia Arquette's character, okay? She plays the boss who is um, Harmony Cobble. Okay. But she also, okay, plays Mark's next-door neighbor, Mrs. Selvig. Mm -hmm. Now, the entire time, you do not see Mrs. Selvig for the entire first episode. You just, you don't even hear her on the phone. Mm -hmm. You just... See him talking, going, Mrs. Selvig, you put your garbage can in my spot again. Right. And then, no, it's not recycling day. It's garbage day. Yep. And, and it's going back and forth. And the entire time I'm sitting there thinking, it's this little old lady who lives next door. I was envisioning an old lady. Uh -huh. And then as soon as he comes home from, from the restaurant that he was at, you hear her talking to him. And I went, oh, my God, it's her. Yep. And she had a diff. well, of course, different name, Mrs. Selvig. Yeah. Like, oh, what just, the fuck? I have the biggest smile on my face right now because I know exactly where all this goes. I know you do. Okay. I know you do. And you haven't seen anything yet. No, I haven't. You haven't seen nothing yet. You oh, wait I know till this, something's up with her, of course. Well, obviously, but you yeah. wait till this show starts ramping up. Okay. By the fifth episode, your mind is going to be so boggled. Mmm... With what the hell is going on here? But then they start tying up. They start tying up some of these threads, right? Okay. They start tying up some loose threads, but not all of them. And I'm gonna let tell you right now, this season ends with a hell of a cliffhanger. And you said that it it's greenlit for 2024 sometime, right? Sometime in 2024, we don't have a date for a trailer or uh, an official release release date for the season, but it they, is coming. They did film it. As far as I know. Okay. Yes. Good, good, good. good. Yes. Because I'm, I'm like sitting there thinking, you know, if I'm going to watch this damn season. Oh, you just wait. Oh, my you God. You just wait. It gets Well, like crazy. I said, I feel so bad for the guy. Like, no wonder he willingly went and did this because he didn't want to remember his life while he's working. Mm -hmm. He has a sad life. I felt so bad for him. I was like, poor guy. Yeah, we find out that there are, there's, there's reasons why our main main uh, character mark there's reasons why he chose to have this procedure done in the first place i'm guessing we're gonna find out why the other ones do too wait no, to, you don't want to tell be, me to be determined <laughs> <laughs> to be determined i'm guessing that we do right got to find reasons why people yeah. are doing this so it's good it's okay. good like I, like i said well, hey, after... It's up there on my list. After we're done with this, I have a couple things to do, and while I'm making dinner, I'm moving on to the second episode. So. Yeah. Yep, it's, it's good. It's good. You're really going to like it. Yep. Also on Apple TV, mm -hmm. we've been keeping up to date with Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Yeah. And we just watched the fifth episode this morning. Mm-hmm. So far, um, I'm still pretty invested in this show. I am as well, but... We have to agree that this episode was kind of, what'd you call it? It's kind of a slog. Slog. It was kind of a slog. Yeah. It was, I mean, there are some character development moments 
in the episode. Mm-hmm. There are I actually have a list of seven big things that they kind of dropped during this episode. We but found- overall, in comparison to the four previous episodes we have we've already watched, mm-hmm. the action isn't no. on the same level. No. I was going to mention real quick, uh, we find out that one character is actually a hoe, a slut. <laughs> yes, a little bit of a hoe. In her past life. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a hoe. What, what's, her, what's her name? Kate. Kate, Kate's yeah. character, yeah. Kate's character, yep. Yeah, you're like, wow, we find out that she's a hoe. Yeah. We find out she's a big cheater. She was, she was cheating on her partner. Yep. And, um... I, last week's episode, we didn't really cover last week's episode, but it was a continuation yeah. from the third while they were all in Alaska. Yeah. And that was insane. they came across a new monster, mm-hmm. right? They came across a new monster that almost got them. Whoa, it was scary. And the the power set of that creature was interesting. It was very interesting, yeah. Right? It was like it had the power to... Freeze things. It hates heat, right? It 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 would consume heat. It's drawn to heat. It's That's drawn it to yeah. heat, and it would consume it. Yes. Okay. The first time I watched that creature, remember he froze that that one guy. Mm-hmm. When he did that, it it at first I didn't realize that the creature was breathing in. Mm-hmm. He was sucking in, and he was sucking the heat. From the plane and from... From the plane, from the guy, yep. from everything, and it instantly froze. Yep. We find out later it did the same thing with a, with a fire. Yeah. It just sucked the fire right up. Yep. Kind of reminded me of, a, like, a mole. Yeah. The, like, face. the creature design of yeah. it. Yeah. With the weird face tentacle things. I, I don't and like it. I don't like it. With the end of that, but like I said, that episode was mainly a continuation from the third. Yeah. We spend the majority of the episode in Alaska and our main protagonist trying to get away from this monster mm-hmm. and find a way out of Alaska because they were trapped. Yeah. The one, uh, May, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the one girl from Tokyo, she was about to freeze to death. Yeah, she fell in water. She fell in water Woo-hoo. in Alaska. Yeah. Mm. She almost lost her legs. If it was a real life story, she most definitely would have lost her legs. Yes. Yeah, you're talking about subarctic fucking temperatures that there's no way. No fucking way. Let's focus on the most recent episode. Yes. And I found an article on Screen Rant. That stated the seven biggest reveals about the MonsterVerse and Monarch Episode Five, mm-hmm. and they're all fa- they're all fairly interesting. We're just gonna kind of bounce through these. Okay. The first one being the Alaska Ice Monster that we just talked about. The Alaska Ice Monster. The Alaska Ice Monster was a secret Titan okay. until 2015. During the episode, we learned that that creature found was previously unknown to Monarch. Okay. They had no idea that that thing even existed. Yep. Number two, how Monarch names the Titans. Mm-hmm. It's the people, the people that discover them get mm-hmm. to name them. Mm-hmm. That's what we learned. While being held captive, May was told that whoever discovers the monster gets to name it. Mm-hmm. Now, talking about that particular scene, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Remember... The monarch agent. Um, her name is uh, 
Oh, I got it. Duvall. Duvall, yes. Mm-hmm. Duvall's questioning May, mm-hmm. and she's telling her that, you know, whoever finds the monster gets to name it. Yeah. And then she pulls out two separate passports, and I had a hard time hearing her. Were both of those passports supposed to be May's? Yeah, but different names. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I picked up from it. Yes. I wasn't sure if it was that or if she was like, okay, we're going to name it after May or we're going to name it after Kate. Yeah. But no, those were spo- those were both May's passports. Those were both May's passports. Which, yep. which is telling us that there's more to her. I already said I don't trust her. I don't trust her. I, I thought it was a bitch move, which she did at the end of this episode. Yes. Being like a double agent type. Make sure we put spoilers in the title. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Just because she wants to go home. Right. But oh, but you didn't want to when you were in Tokyo, bitch. But I think there, I still there's more yeah. to her story. Oh, absolutely. There's definitely more to her story that we don't know yet. And why is she being so shady? Another thing that I want to know as far as stories go, I want to know what the hell's up with the history between Shaw and director Ver- Verdugo. Yeah. There's something between those two. Yes, they they definitely know each other. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Lee Shaw, Kurt yeah. Russell's character, yep. or the, both Russell's characters. Yeah. <laughs> Lee Shaw was an employee of Monarch. Well, yeah. Right? He worked for Monarch, and when our, our main protagonist caught up with him, mm-hmm. he was be, basically being held mm-hmm. at that old folks' home. In Tokyo, right? Were they in Tokyo? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost positive, right? While we're on Lee Shaw. It was in Japan somewhere. I know that. Yeah. Well, while we're on Lee Shaw, number three is Lee Shaw's aging was affected by a secret monarch mission. That's right. Okay. Kurt and Wyatt's character, Lee Shaw, Mm -hmm. looks much younger than he should be based on the show's timeline. I was thinking that when we first started watching it. Right. Because it's supposed to take place like in the 40s or something. The 40s and 50s, we see Wyatt Russell's version of the character. Yeah. And then it's supposed to be 2015 mm-hmm. for the show. He would have, he'd, he'd be over 100 years old, right? Or late 90s, early 90s. I'd, Either way, he should look like an old man. Tim, like, played by Joe Tippett, that's the character's name, Tim. That's the yep. monarch agent mm-hmm. that's like real kind of strung out and yeah. chasing everybody down. Tim mentioned at one point there was a mission. It went wrong, and currently the details are classified. Yep. So that that's a, that's a cue for some future knowledge that we're going to get in another episode. We're, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to be getting flashbacks. Yeah, we're going to find out what exactly this mission was and what exactly happened to Shaw that led to him mm-hmm. having some advanced aging properties. Yep. Number four, what happened to San Francisco after Godzilla's fight with the Mutos? Yeah. Now, right off the get, I'm thinking, what the hell is a MUTO? A <laughs> MUTOs. Well, a MUTO is an abbreviated term, M-U-T-O, mm-hmm. for Massive Unidentified Terrestrial Organism and is used by Monarch to describe newly discovered giant creatures. Okay. So, before Godzilla was Godzilla, he was a MUTO. A Because he was unidentified. They mm-hmm. didn't know what the hell he was. Yep. Now, once a monster is officially named by Monarch, they're referred to as Titans, not yep. Mutos. Yeah. And any creature known by Monarch would then be labeled as a Titan. Yep. Okay? We learn this. We learn in this episode that San Francisco is abandoned 
and under military occupation. Fun fact: the scenes, the 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 scenes in San Francisco mm-hmm. were practical and filmed on location. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding, but. San Francisco is a <laughs> San Francisco's a shithole. <laughs> it's a shit show, man. All you got to do is look it up on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You look San for Fran- turds in the street, go to San Francisco. San Francisco zombie land. Oh, yeah. Number five. Some people still doubt the existence of Titans in 2015. Yep. Kate talked about how some people would try and visit the ruins of San Francisco just to prove that the monster was just a government conspiracy. Yeah. That's right. That's pretty wild. Even though there's clearly videos all over the internet in this universe showing Godzilla destroying San Francisco, destroying Tokyo, mm-hmm. and I believe there was another city, Paris. Did it destroy Paris? I can't remember. But yeah, this this yeah. monster monsters have destroyed all kinds of shit, right? Yeah. And people are saying, oh, it's just, you know, special effects, CGI, blah, blah, blah. Number six... Monarch has no solutions to fighting these titans. Fighting. Fighting. Not finding, fighting. (laughs) In Monarch Legacy of Monsters Episode 5, Lee Shaw's comments shed light on the essential aspect of Godzilla's story. He confirmed that despite Monarch's 60-year knowledge of the titans, the organization lacks the weapons or resources to combat them. This emphasizes that while Monarch may know a great deal about the monsters, stopping them remains a challenge they have yet to solve. Mm-hmm. So that's what, remember remember in that interrogation between yep. Shaw and uh, direct, the director, what's her name? Director um, Verdugo. Clearly, uh, you know, Wyatt, or not Wyatt, Kurt Russell's character knows more, and he even stated as much, right? He's like, Gins to have no idea. There's things you don't know. Yep. But he ain't giving it up because I think that he feels that the fact that he has information that Monarch wants slash needs is the only thing keeping him alive at this point. Well, yeah, and the only thing that he has uh, a foot... Up or how, what's a saying goes, you know he has the the he has a foot up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got it right. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. That's Number right. seven, last but not least, a place in Africa appears to be a Titan location. Kate and Kentaro's father went to Africa after leaving Alaska. A significant revelation from episode three is further explored. The mention of several locations in Bill Randa's notes, including North Africa. Bill Randa, Randa was uh, John Goodman's character in the first episode. Yeah. Including North Africa is emphasized. It is revealed that Kate and Kentaro's father visited North Africa, indicating the potential presence of a monster in that region. This aligns with the appearance of Titans and other locations mentioned in Randa's notes, such as San Francisco and Alaska, suggesting the plausibility of a monster in North Africa as well. Mm-hmm. And that's Monarch. And that's Monarch. So far, baby. so good. I'm like I said, I'm I, I'm still invested. Yeah, I'm still very much enjoying the series. Yeah, me too. Even though there has been a few. Eh. 
Moments? Wonk, I'd say, yeah, eh, mo- moments and, like, wonky lines. Oh, yeah. You know? But, yeah. um... Absolutely. What the hell did that director say to... Oh, she goes... I can uh, either bury you deep or bury you shallow. That's what it was. Your yep. choice. Yeah. So it's like, you're either going to kill me and bury me in a deep hole, or you're going to kill me it and bury, bury me, me in a shallow hole. You're going to kill me either way. So either what way, the be fuck? Dead. What's it matter? So she basically said, I can either kill you or I can kill you. Hmm. Let hmm. me choose. You fucking I'll idiot. I'll take the shallow <laughs> death, please. <laughs> right? Like, you fucking idiot. Well, last but not least on our Apple TV watch for all mankind. Oh, another show that has just been delivering. Yes. Season after season and episode after episode. Yes. Now, this episode, episode five, is titled Goldilocks. And I think one of the reasons why they called it Goldilocks is because um, it turns out that there is this asteroid okay. that's heading for Mars, and it's uh, basically has the countries like well, it's it's not heading for Mars. Well, it's not. It's going to be passing through when I say, through occupied space. Yes. Okay. When I say heading for Mars, it means everybody in Mars right now. That's at Happy Valley, okay? On got, Mars. On Mars. Not in Mars, whatever. On Mars. You know, you got all these countries in Happy Valley, so they're saying, okay, they can actually drill into this asteroid, and it's, uh, I guess... Iridium. I was just about to say, how the hell do you pronounce it? Iridium. Okay. Well, it's plundering, like, $20 trillion worth of it mm-hmm. and so they're like okay we got to get this thing and like there's only a certain time gap well, iridium is a rare metal that is found on earth mainly yeah. it, the way the show describes it the main distributor in this universe is the uh soviet union yeah so they have um this is clearly causing some new political tensions between the united states and the soviet union in the show yeah they, they only have, like, a certain time frame when they can get to this thing. Right, because at the, same time. the orbit mm-hmm. of this asteroid, it, it, it's coming from outside of the solar system. And yep. it's the, the trajectory that it's on, once it's out of occupied space, it's gone for good. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no passing go. Forget about the $200. It's game over. You yep. lost it. Yep. So, of course, now Helios, the head of Helios. That's right. Uh, Dev. Dev. He wants to go to Mars. He's an odd character, he is very, isn't he? very odd. He is an odd, odd guy. He wants to go to Mars, and therefore he wants to bring Kelly with. That would be Ed Baldwin's daughter, mm-hmm. okay? Because she is the one that is... Specializing and creating these robots to do, you know, to find um, the biological life. Yes. Thank you. I was about to have a brain fart there, but you got there in time, babe. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so he asks her to come and she's like, oh, God, what do I do? I got my son. She doesn't really care for her mother-in-law. I guess you can call mother-in-law. Is that a mother-in-law or a nanny? 
No, that is what's uh, her, what's his face's mom that okay. died. Yeah, Remember? yeah, yeah. Died Karen. Last season? Yeah. Karen's mother. No, not Karen's mother. Remember Kelly and the Russian guy? They ended up <gasps> oh, having. Okay, never mind. They were I doing gotcha. the deed um, up in space. Yes, I she am got tra- pregnant. I am tracking. Yep. Okay. Yes. Well. From, from like, her being pregnant in space and everything, I guess there's some complications with their son. Mm-hmm. So she actually goes to Dev and says, hey, the only way I'm going to Mars is if I'm able to bring my son with me. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, yeah, we'd be glad to have him because she actually finds out that uh, he'll actually do better because uh, one of the conditions that he has is, like, with his heart and therefore uh, the... I guess the atmosphere up in Mars would be better for him. So Dev is like, you know what? Go for it. And actually, Dev is planning on staying in Mars. Well, the, like, he doesn't want to come back to the me- The medical thing kind of makes sense, though, doesn't it? With, with, the they, way, with the kid's heart, the way they explained the it. The way that she explained it, it does. Yes. Okay. But, Another- but she did mention that. Like, once they get to Mars, Mm -hmm. the kids should be okay because the atmosphere on Mars will allow his heart to not pump as hard as it normally does here on Earth. Yep. But the trip may be challenging. Yeah. That's about it. Right. So, moving on to That tells me something's going to happen during the trip, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know there is. So, another thing that's happening with Helios... Um. Aleda. Yeah, that's how you say her name. Aleda. Aleda? Aleda? I think it's Aleda. Aleda. Aleda? Okay. Anyways, um, she is basically taking Dev's spot because he's going to Mars. So She's not really taking it as much as she's been forced into it. Yes, you're right. So, because of these political tensions going on with this asteroid, now Russia, they feel... They have an upper hand because of everything that happened with that one astronaut that, you know, ended up being sent back. That was Ed's, you know, girlfriend, mm-hmm. basically. Um, they're like, well, we want to have a conference, but we want to have it here in the Soviet Union. Here we find out that Alita or Alita is ending like she's going to end up going to the Soviet Union. And guess who's in the Soviet Union in the space fucking. Well, that's what I place. said. That's what I said to you. As soon as Mar-no! as soon as. As soon as they mentioned that Alita is going to be going to the Soviet Union because she's now in Dev's position, yep, right. I looked at you and I said, "Ooh, she's going to run into Margot." Margot. And the big thing with that is everybody thinks Margot's dead. Yes. Last yes. season, whenever the bomb went off at NASA, yep, that was Margot's cue to get the fuck out of Dodge because she had been selling secrets to the Soviet Union yeah. this entire time because she was helping um that one dude that she the, liked exactly yep and this the walls were starting to come in on, on her with that aspect oh absolutely so yep with that bomb going off she looked at that as as her out and she bounced and she went to the Soviet Union well also we forgot Alita actually was putting the pieces together, and she found out that Margot was helping the Russians, remember? Because she was finding out that, um, like, she would write something, like, 
she would make up the plans in secret, mm-hmm. and only she knew about it, and right. only Margo. And yes. then all of a sudden, the Russians have this. Mm-hmm. So she was like, yeah, she oh, knew. my God, you sold me out, you Yeah, bitch. she knew. Yeah, she was pissed off but at Margo. she still thinks that she's dead. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Everyone but. thinks she's dead, and Alita's going to get over there, and oh. mark my words, she's going to see her. Yep. And it's, I guarantee it's probably going to be one of them deals where when they first see each other, uh, they can't say anything to each other because nope. they're going to be in a meeting or some shit, yep. right? And that Russian bitch is going to be running the show, and the guy NASA. from NASA, he'll be in there running his mouth on whatever, yep. and then you'll have Alita and Margo just eye-fucking each other, like... You fucking Margo's Margo's going to be, oh, fuck, my cover's blown. Yep. But what if Margo's also, she's going to be like, help me. Help me get the fuck out of here. And Alita's going to be like, no, fuck you. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm not helping you, you traitor. That's exactly what I was going to say is I think Margo's going to beg her to get her out of the Soviet Union. Right. Like, get me. I want to go home. Yeah. I don't want to be here. I want to go home. And it's like, hey, you made your bed. Fucking lying it. No doubt. The other person uh, that we've been watching, and he's starting to piss me off, is Ed. Ed is bothering me a good bit this season. He's being an asshole all because of the fucking Russian girl. Well, that, and he's been fucking up even before then. Well, yeah, because... He, because of the whole medical thing. Yes. He has, uh, was it Parkinson's? Or? They, they haven't, I don't believe they've actually get, like given a diagnosis. No. We guessed it could be the start onset of Parkinson's, maybe, or MS or something, but he's got these tremors in his hands. Yep. And he's a pilot. Yep. Right? He's supposed to be the guy in charge and the guy flying, and his hands shake so bad that even in the, uh, a few episodes ago, when his girlfriend was still around, he had her take over. Yep. And, and, and run the and fly the machine because his hands were shaking too bad. Oh, yeah, exactly. And here we find out that Danny or Danielle Poole, she's pissed off because the one commander that they have seen Ed on that one mission that they were on in this episode. It was a training exercise, but still, yeah. He's seen the handshaking, and he went to Danielle and told her, and she's like, so she confronted Ed with it, and they had like a blowout. A little bit of a blowout. (laughs) And And we find out. What happened with Danny? Yeah, Danny from last season. Yeah. Remember the one that had the, you know, Mrs. Robinson fetish with Karen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he pissed me off so bad. And that's the thing. I still, I wanted Ed to find out about it when he was alive. Yeah. But the dude's dead. Mm-hmm. So now we, there's no justice there for Ed with Karen. Like, Danny's dead. Yeah, I, I get want, that. He yeah. never knew? No, Ed never found out. He never found out about Karen? No. I thought he did. Remember Danny was going to tell him, and then he didn't because they were in that that thing together when Danny fucked up the drilling thing, and it and it killed Kelly's love and yeah. killed the other crew members. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a big mess. Because he was hooked on the pain pills and yep, drinking. And, and, and that's why he got put in solitary. Yep, because he killed people. Solitary confinement on another planet. Yep. I couldn't even imagine. Well, like we said, he can't go outside either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You are complete. Not only like, okay, say you're in prison. Yeah. Right. 
and you do something bad, and they put you in solitary confinement. Yep. They basically put you in a cell in the basement with no windows and no walls. Yeah. Or, I mean, no windows and, and everything's blocked off, right? Yep. But in your mind, you still know that there's people. There's people in the same building. Yeah. Right? There's people, even though you can't hear or see them, you know that there are people less than 20 feet away. Yep. Versus you're on Mars and you're in a tiny little outpost completely by yourself yep. and the other the closest outpost is not even in walking distance nope like if he wanted to try and walk back he couldn't because they left him there with no vehicle nope exactly like here this is where you are plus have at it plus nobody at, at the main at that time the main you know happy valley they didn't want him there they exiled him well, that's yeah yeah they put him in solitary confinement. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even if he would walk back, like, knock on the door, they'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, and it, that that's what I was trying to say. But we kept getting flashbacks mm. to him. And so when Ed and Danielle were having it out, he was like, he said something about, like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to ship me off with just a Bible? And like a morsel of food or something like mm-hmm. that, and she wait. That's the first time we've seen her that pissed off. She was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, she's. Not, I don't think she's cussed once in this entire series. No, no, because she's very. I've always liked Danielle. I think she's sweet and mm-hmm. and she's smart. And I just she got a good head on her shoulders. And yeah, that's the first time I've seen her that pissed off. See, she is a a very well developed, strong female character. Oh, she is. Perfect. Done right. Yes, done right. Absolutely. Yeah. And last but not least on this episode, <laughs> okay, we all know about in the uh, below decks, they call it the speakeasy, where they do the... The, the hidden bar. Yeah. yeah. They, they got the alcohol and everything. Well, Miles, we see him looking annoyed because a guy flirts with Samantha, the girl that he's been getting close with up mm-hmm. there. So then, whom I don't trust, by the way. No, I don't. He's uh, a Russian guy. No, no, no. Samantha is the girl, but oh, you're talking about the one that was flirting with her. Yeah, the guy that was hitting on her was a Russian guy. I thought it was Italian for some reason. And we got all these new tensions Mm -hmm. developing between the United States and the Soviet Union. Yep. I'm calling it now. That dude's a spy. Oh, absolutely. But then. Uh, we see Miles. Because, hold on. Also, the girl that he's flirting with mm-hmm. is on the asteroid team. Yes, she is. And he wanted to be on the asteroid team. But anyways, we also see Miles talking to um, Ilya, the the dude that actually, you know, got him in the cahoots with selling stuff. Yeah, the Russian everything. guy that runs the joint. Yeah. She, uh, Miles is asking him how he plans to smuggle the wife of the North Korean lieutenant. Colonel Lee. I know. We keep forgetting to bring this up. Oh, my God. They've been talking about this for, what, three episodes now? Yes. Okay. The North Korean lieutenant, okay? His name is Lieutenant Colonel Lee. Right. When Ilya's alcohol thing, how he makes alcohol up there, Mm -hmm. um, a coil went bad. Right. So, Miles is like, okay, the only place on on this base is in the North Korean part of... This space station, basically. Which is, which is closed off to everyone else. Yes. So he 
snuck in there, said there was a gas leak. So then Lee finds him and saw that he grabbed, it was like a, a coolant coil from a refrigerator, from the North Korean's refrigerator. And he's seen him put that in the briefcase and he asked Miles, what is that? So Miles is like, I'm so sorry. Now, this was a few episodes back. He's like, I'm so sorry. We needed this because, you know, we, we just needed this part. So then he leads Lee into the hidden bar joint. Mm-hmm. And he says, you guys can have it. So then Ilya's like, oh, welcome, welcome. I give you free drink on the mm-hmm. house, you know. And then he goes... You guys can have it, but I want you to get me something. And Ilya's thinking, what do you want? Yeah, Playboy? No, no, no problem. We'll no take problem. care of it. He gives him a picture of his wife, and he says, I want you to smuggle my wife up here. Yeah. So this poor this poor lieutenant. Well, the Korean guy, he that's the guy that they found, right? I that, Remember the South Korean yes. base that they ended up putting Danny at? Yes. Remember they originally found the Korean guy there? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's that guy. Yeah, it is. It's Lee. Uh, right. Because Danielle and, and him were friends. And he's never come back. He's been up there this entire time. Yeah. That's why he wants his wife. He's like, I ain't seen my wife in fucking ever. Exactly. So, uh, like I said, I feel bad for Lee because this, this whole time he's thinking that they're working on smuggling her up. So, in this episode, we see Lee asking, I believe he's asking Miles, he's like, Hey, what's what's the timeline? What's going on with getting my wife up here? And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll take care of it. And then he's asking Ilya, and Ilya's telling him, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. And they have to wait for the right moment to break this potentially crushing news well, yeah. to Lee. Well, you got to like, figure the guy, the guy, as soon as he heard the words, we'll take care of it, yeah. his hopes have been just on a whole new level. Oh, yeah. You know? And then, after that, we see in a different scene, um, Ilya is, you know, going through his new shipment. And right. he's, un, you know, unwrapping shit, stuff, yeah. And he sees a piece of newspaper from Earth. How convenient. How convenient that it shows, hey, brand new Mars Rocks jewelry, and they're selling for, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. He is pissed at Miles. Well, because Miles mm-hmm. has been shipping these Mars rocks home yep. under under his nose, yep. right? He he came up with the idea because he had got the, the first rock, and he had sent a Mars rock back to his family, yep. right? And his wife, or is it his wife or ex-wife or whatever, the girl— uh, yeah, it's like it's his wife, but like they were getting ready to separate or divorce right. or something. It's like an odd that. dynamic. It's, yeah, it's very odd. Well, anyway, the mother slash wife gets takes this rock to a friend of hers who's a jeweler, and was like, "Holy shit, we can make jewelry out of this and make a whole bunch of money. Send me more rocks." Mm-hmm. So then Miles goes to what's his name, Ilya. Ilya. Yeah. Miles goes to Ilya to try and talk him into this and cut him in on it, and Ilya's like, "No." Yeah. No, we can't do this. It's too. It's too much. It's too gonna. Ra- it's gonna raise red flags. Very risky. Yep. And Miles is, you know, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But then went ahead anyway. Yep. And started shipping these rocks home. Now they haven't revealed this in the show yet, but this is what I said. Yeah. If like, <laughs> how convenient that that particular slice of newspaper showed up in front of Ilya. Yeah. Right. Yep. But. That's a public advertising. Yeah. Public advertisement saying Moore's Rocks jewelry. Yep. The government catches wind of that. They're going to go, hmm. 
how the fuck is this how We need to check this yep. out, and when they check it out, and they find out that, yeah, that it actually is Mars Rock, yep. where are you getting the Mars Rock from? That's going to lead back to Ilya and Miles, and the whole gig will be up. Mm-hmm. Not to mention all the other legal troubles that that would bring them. Yep. Because the government's not getting their cut. <laughs> right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, the show just gets better and better, doesn't it? What, what do you think is going to happen to Ed now that he's been relieved of duty? I don't know. Is um, he going to stay stay at Happy Valley, or are they going to send him home at the same time that his daughter and grandson are on, it, on their way to Mars? Well, I was just about to say in this one... Uh, article that I was reading it it's it shows the last lines and he says to Danielle come on Danielle don't do anything you're gonna regret and she tells him I've got a lot of regrets in my life Ed but this ain't gonna be one of them right so they said the question is how much damage can Ed Baldwin take do from you know the outside of you know the usual command Mm -hmm. outside chain of, of the usual command and will Kelly and Alex's imminent arrival be enough to calm him down because now his daughter and his grandson's coming up. Right. So Is Ed going to start getting reckless? And is he going to be the new Danny? That's what I'm saying. Like, remember last night we were talking, and I said, oh, God. She, um, Kelly's talking about, hey, my dad can help because he's up there. So now that Ed's relieved of duty, okay, he's going to be the babysitter for the grandson. And we already see he has his own little grow farm in, in the uh, hydroponics room. Exactly. So I said, oh, God, something's going to happen. He's going to be watching um, Alex, the grandson, and he's going to be all fucked up on, you know, getting too high or maybe drinking booze, whatever, and something's going to happen to the kid. Or That is what my theory is. Or when Kelly and, and grandson show up, Ed's gonna be nearly unrecognizable. He'll he he'll be his beard will be all scraggly and grown out. Yep. He'll be his hair will be unkept. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. He'll probably look like he hadn't showered in a week. True. True. Just wallowing in his own self pity. It could be that too. Absolutely. You know. Yep. But then again, they might keep him around because the dude's been around for how long? Well, he's the main character. Right. Yeah. One of the main characters. And he's been yeah. around, well, obviously, since season one. But mm-hmm. in this universe, has been around for the duration of the entire space program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He was the one that actually trained the first females to go into space. Yep. So, he's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, he trained Danny. Yeah, he did. And I think that's why he's, I mean, I know that's why he's pissed off. Obviously. Yeah, one of the reasons. Thinking that, you know, like. You wouldn't be here I, if it wasn't for me. Right. I trained you. I made you. Yep. I, I, you know, you wouldn't be where you are without me. So exactly. where, where's my back pay? Where's the appreciation? Where's my respect? Why are you treating yep. me like this? Mm-hmm. Wallowing in his own self-pity. He's being a narcissist. A little bit of a narcissist, but yep. just. Just self-loathing, selfish. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. He's in the wrong And like I said, uh, you know, last season, we had Danny as as the protagonist, or not protagonist, the antagonist somewhat. Mm Mm-hmm. I could totally see, especially since the dynamic between Danny and Ed was, you know, Danny's fucking up and Ed is the one that's 
you know, disciplining mm -hmm. and being the angry one about the whole situation. Now, in this season, Ed has taken that Danny position where he's going to be fucking up and doing shit that's pissing everybody off. And Danny, or not Danny, Danielle mm -hmm. is now in Ed's position. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how the dynamics have changed. How the turntables turn. How <laughs> the turntables have turned. <laughs> well, we're excited to see the uh, next episode. Absolutely. This week, later this week. Friday. Friday. Yep. For all mankind, Apple TV, Fridays. Yoo-hoo. Now, this last story here we kind of covered on the most recent episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The GTA 6 trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And let, let me just say again real quick how fucking incredible that trailer was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have since watched... Looks phenomenal. Watched that trailer at least 100 times. Oh, I know you have. And that song... Tom Petty. That Tom Petty song, Love is a Long Road, mm -hmm. has been stuck in my head on a constant loop. Well, it's because you play it all the time. It's so good. I know. And it fits so well into the trailer. Oh, I know. So... Since we went over the amazing trailer on the last episode, I thought this week we could go over some of the rumors and theories that have started. Yeah, absolutely. Because they have a started. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I just got a couple here. First one, there was a promo photo that was also released alongside yeah. the trailer. Yeah. Okay. In the photo, we see our two protagonists sitting on a car, and if you look closely, you'll see an ankle monitor on Lucia. Yeah. The female character. Yes. Some have speculated that this could be a game mechanic used to prevent your or prevent your character from straying too far from the start of the game. Hmm. Okay. okay. Red Dead Redemption had something <laughs> kind of similar to this where your character couldn't cross a particular point on the map. Yeah. Or you would instantly be hunted down by bounty hunters. Uh, okay. okay. So there's like... When you start a game, mm -hmm. especially in open world type games, yeah, the developers don't necessarily want you to jump into this new world and just start running all over the goddamn place. They want to keep you on the right track. They kind of want to keep you in, in line with the story. Okay. And eventually, as you progress in the story, mm -hmm. the map will open up. Yes. Like in Red Dead Redemption 2, once you hurt, hit a certain point in the story... Mm -hmm. It was a there was a, it was a river. There was a certain river you couldn't cross. Okay. Once you cross that river, and it was like the entire map plus some of more map to look at. Oh my gosh! Okay, like yeah. it it doubled the size of the game once you got to a certain point in yes. the story. Yeah. Where this here, you know, she's on house arrest or whatever. That ankle monitor, you can't go too far away from your designated area or the cops will come get you, right? Uh, because okay. you've, you've left, left your house arrest zone. Okay. Right? I, makes, I like it. I like it. It makes sense. It, Absolutely. It, it takes something from real life and, 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 and it has a purpose. Yes. Right? Yes. People are on probation. When you're on probation or house arrest... You can't leave your house, and if you do get permission to leave your house... You can only go you to can, the designated Yeah, areas. you can only go where you're supposed to go, and they yep. know. Yep, exactly. And if you're, you're outside that line, here come mm -hmm. the popos. Here comes the popos. So, I, I buy that. Absolutely. I buy that. I like it. Yep. Okay, the next one here, uh, in the same photo, 
Mm-hmm. All right, that same promo image. We see Jason, which is the male protagonist, yep. wearing a pair of green cargo pants that look very similar to the pants worn by Florida law enforcement. And oh. in and this turn... is this is leading fans to think that Jason could possibly be an undercover cop. When you told me that, I said, "Ooh!" And then he's going to end up like he's going to be like put with um what what's her name again? Lucia. Lucia. He's going to be put with her. And at first, you know, he's doing his job, and then eventually he's going to fall in love with her. Of Maybe. Of course. So Maybe. That's the way I see it's going to happen, because if it's like a Bonnie and Clyde type of thing. It's definitely been stated as, that it's going to be a Bonnie and Clyde story. Uh-huh. That's actually been rumored since before the trailer dropped. Uh-huh. And the trailer just pretty much confirmed it. Okay. So. Well. And then this last one. Is uh, some think that the trailer is telling us the story in reverse. The trailer starts in prison and ends with a robbery. Okay? Okay. But what if the game starts with a robbery and then Lucia gets caught and goes to prison? Okay. Maybe Jason gets away and tries to reinvent himself by becoming a cop. Ooh. GTA 5 started with a robbery, and one of the main protagonists uh, was get got away, Trevor, mm-hmm. and the other two were killed yeah. during the mission. Michael, it was a fake death because we find out throughout the game that he was working for the feds. Oh. And he faked his death because he was going to get a bunch of money, and the feds were going to arrest the other two, but one of them got caught, and Trevor got away. Which led to this dynamic of not trusting each other and ultimately having to make the choice of staying true to your partner characters or betraying them and taking them out. Yeah. That game ends with one of the main protagonists. You have three main protagonists you bounce between Mm -hmm. during the uh, story of the game. And by the end of it, one of those characters is given a choice. Okay. Of... Betraying the other two protagonists and taking them out. Yeah. Or betraying the feds and taking them out instead. Okay. And you you have to make this choice. You either have to go kill the other two. And it's funny, the way they the way they present it to you, they present it to you like you don't have a choice. Okay. They present this mission to you as if, all right, the next thing you need to do is go kill fucking Trevor and Michael. Like, but you can make the decision to not do it. To not do it. Okay. And kill the guy that's giving you the mission instead. Got it. I get it. I get it. Ultimately, only time's going to tell. And yep. I'm sure the theories are going to continue nonstop like a waterfall. Oh, absolutely. You know they will. You know they will. Because uh, fans are just going to continue down. We figure we got over a year. Yeah. At least. Yep. At least over a year until the actual game does come out. I know. And that's without any delays, mm-hmm. which could still happen. Yeah. You know, we get we get to, what, the Q4 2024, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, uh, GTA 6, 2026. Exactly. We've seen shit like that happen before. But I will say, let them cook. I know. I like that. I like that phrase. I've seen somebody say it the other day. I'm keeping it. Let them cook. No, I'm keeping it. Rock, rock star. Yeah. They're the only studio out there. 
Let them cook. Let them do their thing. I think that they're still going to come out in 2025 because what they have so far is fucking unreal. It's incredible. So I think that, yeah, I, I think it's still going to be 2025. Personally. I hope so. Yeah. I ho- I cannot wait for this game to ruin my life. I know. If we have to wait another fucking year, I'm going to be pissed off. I cannot wait for this game to just completely uproot everything I got going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, you cannot wait for basically not seeing me and your daughters for about a month, right? Yeah. Yeah. I need to, between now and then, I need to get stream ready. <laughs> And I'll and then I can stream it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just play on Twitch. Oh yeah. We'll Twitch it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh. Oh boy. Well that was that was an episode. Yeah, definitely. We did it again. Yeah. We did it again. And we're gonna do it again next week. Oops, we did it again. Next week, um, I didn't get a chance to watch the latest. 60th anniversary Doctor Who episode. Oh, that's right. It dropped uh, Friday or Saturday. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, haven't gotten a chance to watch it, so I'll, I'll get that watch this week. And I, I will going... report on this this one and the most previous episode. I'll report on both of those next week. Yeah. And I um, am going to continue Severance, and I, I have to finish up Gen B. I know I said... Last week that I was going to do, it's like, I, it's just been a crazy week. Around, this month is very crazy. We have three birthdays. Yeah, give me the shame, Belle, you jerk. Shame. <laughs> Shut shame. up. Anyways, we have three birthdays. Shame. We got Christmas. Ow. New Year's. I know. Our kitty. Our kitty, Nebby. So cute. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, my work, your work, it's just all kinds of crap. Yeah, anyway, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody exactly. cares. All they want shit. is their podcast on time. I know. So anyways, I will take care of those two shows. And also, uh, just a real quick last minute thing. We've seen a quick preview for this movie on Netflix. Is it a called, movie or a series? It's a movie. It's it a says, movie? Yeah. Okay. Called May, December. And apparently, um, it's supposed to focus on the Mary Kay Letourneau story. Now, I was reading a little article and... It's the names are not going to be used like Mary Kay Letourneau and whatever her uh, husband's name. I think it was um, Billy. Okay. They actually changed the names, but it's supposed to surround this one actress, I guess, that comes and hangs out with Mary Kay Letourneau. Who is Mary Kay Letourneau? Mary Kay Letourneau. So sorry. She um, back in the nineties. Because I hurt myself. Mm-hmm. I have. I know. I, have, I know nothing. I know. Except I know. that that trailer looked weird as fuck, and I like weird shit. Yeah. And I'm curious. Okay. In 1996, okay, Mary Kay Letourneau, she was actually a school teacher. Okay. And she was arrested because uh, she began a relationship with a sixth grade student. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was She was 34, and he was 12 years old. Wow. Yeah. She ended up becoming pregnant. Okay. Ultra and, cougar. Yeah. She managed to conceive two children. And <clears throat> when she was released from prison, they got married in twenty in, in 2005. I'm sorry. And I guess that uh, he actually has, he's going to be a grandfather now. She died in 2020 um, from colon cancer. 
Okay. But before she died, they actually got divorced. He actually filed for divorce. I believe it was in 2015. Okay. So it's it's a crazy story. They actually have so, a movie. What's her name? Mary Kay Letourneau. Mary Kay Letourneau is a former teacher that tried yeah. to bang one of her students. Well, she did. She did. Okay. Well, then say, like, there you go. Okay. Anyways, yeah. it. I'm going to check it out on Netflix. Shut up. And <laughs> and like I said, they did make a movie uh, years ago. It's it's called The All-American Girl. Okay. You guys can check it out. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but you can I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Um yeah, it's The All-American Girl. It was a USA/Lifetime made movie. Okay, so. dokes. Yep. And then uh also next week I want to try and jump back into a little Marvel news. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing some some rumors about Secret Wars and possible if Kang Dynasty is still moving forward. We'll see. Um, well, we all know the dynamic between Spider Man and, well, I should say Peter Parker and Tony Stark, Spider Man and Iron Man. And mm-hmm. the, in, during the Infinity Saga, Iron Man was a mentor. Yeah, he was right? like a father to him. He was like a father mm-hmm. to Peter Parker. And they became very close. And we all know. How Infinity War turned out, and that really affected Tony. And no, Peter, yeah, Peter dusted. It affected Tony. Sorry. And then when he came back, like it was a big reunion. Point being, Tony Stark and Iron Man are tight. Okay. Tony Stark and Iron Man. Tony Stark and Peter Parker are tight. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So what would be interesting for Secret Wars? We get an evil variant of Tony Stark. Oh, boy. Who then has to battle Peter Parker Spider-Man. Because we've heard the Peter Parker Spider-Man is going to be one of the leads for Secret Wars. Yep. And I think that would create an interest, very interesting dynamic. Yep. Looking at how close they were, you know, and mm-hmm. Peter Parker looking up at, at Tony Stark like this mentor, and then all of a sudden, yes, there's this guy that looks just like him. Yep. It's Robert, it's RDJ. We bring him back, right? I was just about to ask, would they, yeah. are, are they but, going to bring him back? We don't like, know for they? sure, but in the recent Variety article, they got a quote from Kevin Feige basically saying that they weren't going to bring RDJ back, but the way he worded it, it sounded more like remember when they said Hugh Jackman would never be back as Wolverine mm-hmm. because of Logan? Mm-hmm. They didn't want to destroy the legacy of that film, right? Yeah. It was such a good note to end that character. It's the same thing with RDJ. Um, Tony Stark Iron Man through the entire Infinity Saga from where he started to where he ended was an incredible story arc. Yep. Right. Yep. And I get it. They don't want to. They don't want to touch that. They don't want to taint yeah. taint that. Yep. So, what's the next best thing? We're in the multiverse saga. We just grab an evil variant from another timeline or universe. So then it doesn't touch our doesn't Tony's touch right, legacy. Right. Just uh, yeah. I it, get it. It doesn't. It doesn't affect the Tony Stark that we all know and love. Yep. But it gets us, gives us a different view of a Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. And then to top it off, to have it Spider-Man versus Iron Man. Dude, that would be Woo-hoo. fucking epic. 
So, yep. We'll talk about that more next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, other than that, that's all she wrote, folks. That's all she wrote. <laughs> Drop us a line in the comments and reviews. Let us know what you're liking, if mm-hmm. what you want to hear. Absolutely. It uh, definitely helps us get these shows in order if we know what you want. So. Yeah. Yeah, did. We're here for you. Faux show. We are here to serve. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm I'm thinking, yeah, that we're good. <laughs> I had a brain fart. <laughs> and that's all she wrote. Until next time, I'm Fred. I'm Adrian. And we're, we're FNA. FNA. Bye-bye. stupid (laughs) so dumb but that's what we do here we get silly and we'll get silly again with you next week on the next episode of fna presents see ya